I swoop in. Oh, I should uh, should swoop this down. Swoop. I just you realized. should swoop down. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, and that's where I'll come in with my um, competing, my competing business. <laughs> what, the per- the purple home. What what would be like a <laughs> the lavender nest? The yeah. The, I'll stick uh... with the purple home. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I have a couple updates for you related to a couple past episodes. Oh yeah, I do. I have, I have some too, but you go ahead. Nice. So the first one is that we planted our garden, um, again for this year and guess what we're growing again? Pumpkins. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. We're growing them in two different places. Uh, so I'm very interested to see how they take over because they really took over last year. Oh, uh, when you say two different places, what do you like? Like uh, different than when you planted them last time? Yeah. So one of the same garden beds, and then one we actually put out front in front of our front porch. So uh oh, we're like, <laughs> that's a time for Halloween. Are you just gonna carve it right there on the vine? Yeah, you just pick it right off and carve it, and leave it on the porch. So yeah, that one we're very interested to see how if it takes over or what. But there's a couple little kids next door who love to come over and help uh water the plants and they come hang out with us like you know outside and they you know just oh that's what awesome. we're doing so we're excited to show them the pumpkins and say you know watch them grow and water them and that kind of thing how, so, how old are these kids uh four and five i think they're around that curious age where everything you do is a question <laughs> so. who are you Why, where's my parents <laughs> you want to see how pumpkins grow <laughs> Yeah, but I'd like to find my dad first. <laughs> yeah. Please, sir. <laughs> I'm lost. I'll see you tomorrow. You can water my plants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Help me get home. Like, have you ever heard of a green thumb? Like, no. This <laughs> the pumpkins are back. Um, so I will be sure to provide updates as we go yeah. along. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, we planted our garden as well, but no pumpkins. I'll tell you that much. No, no pumpkins. Um, no, that's okay. I think at one point there was a pumpkin or or some sort of squash uh, relative growing out of our compost bin. Oh, but, uh, interesting. Yeah, but uh, we just got rid of that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we were like, let's see what this turns out to be. And then eventually it just started, you know, they like kind of crawl all over the ground and we're like, okay, this is just, I don't want to grow up a pumpkin or butternut squash out of the compost. So <laughs> I'm not Taylor. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Who am I, Taylor? We already have enough pumpkin content on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's already, it's already far yeah. exceeded the quota. Yeah. <laughs> we are oversaturated with squash content. This is garbage and I won't have it. Um, what's, do you have any? You guys um, yeah. So we have feedback from your mama (laughs) oh man i you know what i saw that message come through and i didn't i didn't i forgot to go look at it so i'm glad you did 
Just listen to episode 85 about leftovers regarding tomato paste. I thought you would like to know you can purchase it in a tube like toothpaste. Oh, man. It keeps in the fridge for months. You can find it at places like Angelo's, Remark, or Joe's Table. And if you do buy in those small cans, leftovers can be frozen, scoop it into wax paper on a baking sheet and freeze, then pop into a tub or freezer bag happy podcasting marg slash mom that is uh that's the next level because did i talk about the tomato paste cans that i just put in the freezer i know whether we talked about it i I don't i mean episode 85 so maybe we should go back and listen to it (laughs) (laughs) like that was like maybe half a year ago but uh Um, um yeah she said she's she's still catching up but uh no, like that totally opens up a whole new dimension of reality for me. Seriously. Yeah. Like I am constantly surrounded by people suffering the lament of tomato paste going bad. So like <laughs> how have I never run into this like tomato paste tube? The tube. Interesting. So um, th- it's funny because <laughs> I feel like I'm like, usually very good with like leftovers and making sure things, you know, go uh, where they're supposed to the freezer, the fridge, that kind of stuff. I, and I I feel like we must've talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. On that episode. Yeah. I I remember that, but I'm so bad with tomato paste. There's like a can with Saran wrap on top and then an elastic, an elastic band. I do the same thing. (laughs) Two weeks later, you're like, what is this frozen crystallized goo? Like, can I still use it? Oh man! Well, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. That's so, yeah. And another thought that comes to mind is also like, not only have have I not seen this implemented for like tomato paste cooking purposes, but it has never reared its ugly head on like an April Fool's Day prank, like for like, like does it look like a toothpaste tube? Like, could you like? Oh, I see. <laughs> Put it is, in the bathroom and does it say crest on it? <laughs> crest. Ooh, I crest think I'll just tomato paste. I think I'll just brush my yeah. teeth now. Hopefully now this... with now with mint strip. <laughs> oh, I don't know what kind of cooking you're doing. I yeah. guess um it would be a nice pasta, something that calls for tomato and mint. So I suppose yeah. <laughs> maybe just I guess to like, I mean, I, I said mint strip to go with the toothpaste thing, but I guess it could be like a babe, basil strip or something okay. like that. Yeah, I could. So you can make a nice margarita pizza or something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My well, uh, idea is here. My only other update is that we've been having vanilla ice cream lately and uh, I have still been jazzing it up like I'm a kid. Um, mm. Cause it, it is, I do, I do agree that it's, it's good on its own, but it's still, it still needs a bit of punch for me. And uh, my mother-in-law made this really good rhubarb uh, topping for ice cream. And it's, oh, that well, you awesome. can put it on anything really, but we've been, but <laughs> maybe not like pizza. I don't know. Yeah. But on ice cream, it's amazing. It's like a little jam type thing. So that sounds so good. Um, I wish I had more jam in my life. Yeah. Like like different jams. I've I started getting back into jam and Spreads. my buddy Ryan made 
a sweet onion jam and i was like oh that's interesting and it was really good with they said eat it with pizza and i did and it was awesome did you put it on the pizza or like a crust dipper it was a crust dipper nice okay yeah and uh you know it's interesting because now like all this like feedback is kind of flooding back i'm like oh yeah we should talk about this (laughs) because uh i i heard back um from a friend who was eating ice cream uh, eating ice vanilla ice cream specifically and they used to get like a fancier like the little black fleck vanilla ice cream yes that was but one. uh they said that they've recently resorted to actually downgrading to like a more plain vanilla but then adding things into it okay so, so using it as a base yeah exactly and then um i remember my brother shared something with me about like a add, cr- adding crushed up ferrero rocher in their vanilla oh, ice cream and yeah. it was like very delicious and i was like oh that's uh yeah that's one thing to <laughs> spruce up your plain ice cream as yeah. <laughs> it can be called smashing a rich man's chocolates and- yeah <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking that Ferrero Rochers were the fanciest thing. Oh, well, those commercials. Uh... <laughs> yeah. And how many, like, you get a you get a bag of M&Ms and it's like, I don't know, there's dozens in there. Ferrero Rochers, yeah. like, they're bigger, but there's three. You get three <laughs> and it's like, oh, man, if I'm going to eat one of these, I better really mean it. Yeah. I better yeah. really want to eat one of these because one third of the pack will be gone after eating one of them yep or you could just uh get some nutella put a hazelnut in it and (laughs) pack it full of uh i don't know peanuts was that on the outside it's just regular peanuts i guess crushed up peanuts i thought it was yeah i thought it was just the fanciest thing ever but yeah what what would you call that shell because it's crispy is it it's not cookie but it's also not cracker i don't know crisp uh shell <laughs> shell uh shell edible that's probably what would be you know like those very generic food titles yeah exactly like uh <laughs> like crust crust toppings and you're Ed- like okay edible, edible outer layer yeah <laughs> all right so if you haven't guessed by all the food talk this is uh taylor and eric rule the world and we're hungry. <laughs> this is a podcast where we, I don't know, one quarter of the time talk about food. So yeah. I guess all of our feedback was food related. <laughs> that Those seem to be the biggest hitters. People get the yeah. most offended or the most excited about uh, food related topics because they're like, mm. no, that's not right. Or I totally agree. Yeah. Or they're too afraid to take a stand, <laughs> yeah. to stand with us against <laughs> the world on our other rules. They're like, no, no, no. Uh, everybody, it's a private thing. How you cut your lawn? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't that, want to. I don't want to be involved. Yeah, that's something that's really stood out for me. Like that has been a very transformative episode for me. Like walking, I just notice everybody's lawn, and like that's diagonal. That's yeah. horizontal. That's I vertical. Think it- I think about it every time I cut the lawn because I still usually do it diagonally. Yeah. And uh, think about you and your your uh, your shock and horror. <laughs> yeah. And and I'm I I do it differently every time now. Right. Like I don't think I can go back. 
I can never go back. I can never go back. I'm awake now, Taylor. Speaking of never going back, um, okay. if you thought we were never going back to talk about food again, it just awesome. so happens. Yeah. Guess what? <laughs> that, that's what we're doing. Great intro with all the food feedback. Uh, just so happens that that's this week's topic. Um, it's food back. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I think I think we have to end the episode now. Yeah. <laughs> Great food back. That's it, everybody. Um, so, Eric, are you a cereal eater? Like the um, food, the food cereal, the food cereal. Uh, okay, yes, I would say. All right, let me let me clarify. I, if you are asking, do I eat cereal regularly? No, but I do like cereal. Okay. And I, I and I will eat it. Okay, <laughs> that's a very funny. Like, yeah, I will eat cereal. Uh, like at a podium in front of like <laughs> the press conference. <laughs> he is about to make his statements. <laughs> <laughs> All the camera flashes are going off. I like cereal, Attention. and I will eat it. <laughs> Everyone, <laughs> there, there will be no further questions. Yeah. I will not. You can't get clearer than that, folks. I mean, if we didn't know where he stood before, we do now. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, Okay. No, I I eat cereal um, occasionally these days. Okay. I'm kind of on the same same train. I used to be a cereal fiend and I still really do like it and I'll eat it. um, I would say maybe like once a week now. Yeah. Uh, but my something that has always uh, plagued me, or you know, interested me every time I'm eating cereal is uh, what is the perfect amount of milk to put in? Because oh. <laughs> um, I'm always, I guess, let me tell you why, it, uh, where my fear comes from. I guess, and the reason I want it to be perfect, it's because if I if there's any, I don't know, this is gonna, this is like, uh, gonna sound like grown up and hoity toity, but I feel like if there's any milk left over at the bottom of the bowl, it's not like when I was a kid and I'm like, yeah, it tastes like Fruit Loops and it's yeah. the best, or it tastes like uh, Reese Puffs. Like the cereals I eat now are not those cereals anymore so it tastes like just right (laughs) (laughs) this is the worst so my viewpoint has changed from when i was a kid of like the milk is blue this is great to i think i'm wasting milk if Mm. there is any left after i've finished my cereal or you're saving cereal (laughs) right yeah that's true um because we only really use um we've switched over again this is going to sound like well la di da but we switched over from <laughs> from dairy milk to non-dairy milk so oh, la di da <laughs> you said non-dairy milk like almond or cashew almond or... milk yeah mainly oat and cashew those are our favorites um and so a couple things there yes there is a premium you you it costs a little bit more um we don't we don't really straight up drink it it's only we only do like uh we use it in recipes my wife uses it in her tea and then cereal and that's pretty much it but i still feel like 
this is so valuable and I can't go overboard. But I would feel the same, you know, regardless of the kind of milk. I would just feel like the joy I get from drinking the milk out of the bottom of the bowl, like that, that I think those days are kind of over. Those days are over. So that's where my fear comes from. So that's why I need to know, is there like a ratio? Do we get down to the math and science of this? Or how, how do you make it perfect? You know, it's interesting you mentioned that because I had the same upbringing. And I feel like that the leftover milk indicates someone who is still training <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to, to um, combine cereal and milk. Because it's not like someone scolded me on how much milk was remaining in my cereal and was like, you're wasting milk. Look at that. <laughs> like, like I didn't have a bad experience just, and just to get to share with everyone when I make cereal now, there's no leftover milk. Okay. It's yeah. like the, it's the perfect mix, but how, what is that amount of, of milk that allows you to do that? And I feel like just with practice, and as I matured, um, you slowly just became more and more aware of, oh, okay, this is a good, this is a good balance here. And I, re I specifically remember a time when there would be milk remaining and I would feel obliged to add a bit more cereal yes. so that I could get that perfect finish. So that's the other, I suppose, the, the out you can give yourself is I'll, I'll do that too. I'll throw in a, a bit more cereal if I've put in too much milk, but then I'm like, oh man, I'm, I'm having more cereal than I wanted to have. And I'm mm -hmm. a little bit like, oh, I just wanted a little snack and now I'm like over full kind of thing. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> well, how much, I guess this is the question. How much milk do you put? Like what, what's your, what's your parameter? Like, so there's cereal in the bowl and you pull out the milk and I guess every, it doesn't matter what type of milk you're pouring. It's, I think the parameter remains the same. Yeah. So I guess it depends on the kind of cereal. So. Um, oh, really? Okay. Well, I, well, because what I mean by that is the visual. So I go by my signal of how much, you know, how much milk is actually in the bowl is you you start to see it rise up in the cereal but i feel like if you have a if you've got a bowl of rice krispies um they it can be kind of hidden underneath there the full layer whereas like the cheerios if it's a bowl of cheerios you can see through and you can kind of start to see where the milk is coming hmm. so it, it depends i guess on the kind of cereal um because that's how it, it's how you gauge your milk but i guess if i had to boil it down it would be as soon as i start to see the milk coming up in the middle like if i can start to see it rise because yeah. i i load my bowls of cereal full like totally full oh, of, that's of cereal that's like a lot lots of cereal and i guess as soon as there's any sort of floating or you can see the milk coming up to the middle I know it's just about time to stop. Um, so that's a very, this is, this is, the, I think the game changer uh, parameter. So I, I do the same thing. I, 
I start pouring my milk. And once it begins to become visible, that's like the, okay, like yeah. you're, you're on, on the long jump track and you're <laughs> like, come into those lines, you know, like the, where it's like, you have to take your leap somewhere between those lines. So you begin to see the milk being visible. Do you stop before there's any bob? Like, do you, does, does the cereal bob up and then you stop? Like wow. if I, so for me, if there's any bob whatsoever, I stop immediately. Yeah. Like, like when the corn pops lose their friction to the bowl <laughs> and just like become buoyant. Or floating. Um, yeah. So, um, but normally I actually stop before, like I kind of intuitively think like, okay, if I pour any more milk, they're going to bob up. So that's, that's my parameter. Um, yeah, I, I don't think, yeah, I, I think I stop right around the time of the Bob. Um, mm. that's, that sounds like a, like a, a prehistoric era. The time of the Bob. Um, I think, yeah, I don't want, I, again, it depends on the kind of cereal, but I don't want any cereal floating um because i feel like that's when you get into the territory of there's going to be milk left over mm. so the criteria i use is i want i guess i want like two thirds of the cereal to have some milk on it and but i still want a good amount of dry cereal on top and then i just kind of mix it all up and i want i don't want it soggy like not not even close i want i want everything kind of a little bit coated. I want a little bit of milk yeah. on each piece of cereal. And um, so you do the mix. You don't yeah. leave like a, you don't leave like a dry surface and eat from the bottom. You, you'll pour your milk and then you'll do like kind of a, let's get everybody nice and like, <laughs> nice. <laughs> let's make sure everybody has a turn in the. Yeah. Kind of. Cause either that or I'll, I'll dig down with my first kind of like you said i'll dig down with my first scoop to make sure there's milk and then um, if the first bite is a little bit drier that's okay but then i kind of get into it and because like i've said i've i've nearly filled the bowl with cereal and that's what i was concerned about like any sort of turn like those rice krispies are just like teetering on the edge and you have to kind of go around (laughs) and like you get back in there with your spoon it's almost like you need a spatula on the edge to put them all in yeah, so I don't, I don't even get close at all to soggy territory, um, and I don't want all of the cereal immersed in milk. I feel like those are a few of the key points. Um, yeah, I, I'm leaning towards saying like I don't know, fifty percent of the cereal having having milk on it. Like, is that does that seem reasonable? So you're saying like if you have a full bowl, you're putting fifty percent of the bowl in milk, like 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 um, like in I, terms of height. I guess yeah, I guess so. If the, if the bowl is full, technically that that would be what it would be. It'd be half the bowl. Yeah, I'm I'm just thinking about like as I said, I pour until I see it like the milk rising. I see the milk rising, and I don't get that bob. Yeah, and uh, but I feel like if you 50% you might not see it 
I mean, uh, yeah. uh, uh, let me let me just speak to something here because I feel like I'm <laughs> getting very perplexed with you brought up. Well, it depends on the cereal, and you brought up Rice Krispies, but so far that's the only cereal that I can think of that actually I would deal with differently because I feel like there's a layer of Rice Krispies that starts bobbing really early and it lifts like a whole layer of Rice Krispies up, and you get like yeah. that that like inch of dry rice krispies that will just like keep rising and never touch touch milk they almost move as a unit yeah, rice krispies exactly so with rice krispies um it's you can't you can't trust the cereal <laughs> the, <laughs> to uh to show the milk rising under it like i right. I, I pour some milk and i'm like okay like let me like stir this up a little bit so that I know exactly how much milk is in there. So anyways, the reason I bring that up is um, like for my parameter of seeing the milk, if, if I'm thinking 50%, like if I have three inches of, of Captain Crunch <laughs> and there's an inch and a half of Captain Crunch between my eyes and the milk, like I'm not seeing any milk. But, right. but you would do that? Like you would look at your bowl and you're like, I have an inch and a half of milk in there. Like I'm satisfied. Uh, so you think 50 might be too low? Because I'm thinking about it now. And yeah, when, yeah, at what percentage do you see the milk? If you have a full bowl. And, and that's where your your point about like, well, if I have a full bowl and I have a, and I pour a full bowl of milk, then, you know, then you're seeing it. But I don't know if I would fill up a full bowl like to the brim because, <laughs> again, that's dangerous. But, yeah. Um, yeah. What would be that percentage? Like when when does milk become visible? Is it at 90 percent? Like. Of the ninety percent of the bowl, no, of the cereal. I don't. Oh. I don't care about the bowl. I, <laughs> I'm like, like I think of cereal level. Okay, I um, maybe maybe three quart, maybe three quarters, two thirds, three quarters of the cereal of the level. cereal. Yeah, that. Uh, the problem is the bigger the bowl the bigger the discrepancy that is. I've never had to try and use my brain so hard in this podcast. To <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> think of the like, why did cereal become mad? Like, like this is <laughs> you 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 have your you have your like lucky charms and you're like I'm gonna do the ex activities on the back while I eat it. You turn it around and it's like all oh, this is complex math and you're like, like this isn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> How many cubic centimeters of milk are in your bowl? Like, you no, know, I don't know. Let's move. So maybe we should return back to visual cues. Okay. So the question I have for you is, will you ever pour a bowl of cereal and stop? Well, not pour a bowl of cereal, pour a milk into a bowl of cereal and stop before you see the milk. Um. Yes, sometimes. Okay, sometimes. And like, 
let's let's take rice krispies out of the mix because i I, like i would do the same with rice krispies yeah but like with any other cereal like with cheerios would you stop before you see the milk yeah because i i guess what i say is i i lean towards being conservative because Ah, that um, fear you're motivated by fear precisely once there's no going back that's the thing there's always Hmm. and i know i know the viewers listeners are probably like no you give us an exact thing like you can't if you want this level of milk you go for it but it's like you i um that's a really good point though i start conservative and then you can always add a little more you cannot go back um Hmm. so yeah. Now, do you I, find yourself doing that? Do you find yourself adding more or do you just, you find that like you're conservative, but you kind of got it down pat. You're like, no, I would, I'm, I'm always satisfied. I would say I'm most, I would say 80% of the time I've estimated correctly. Mm. Um, but again, do I do lean that conservative way that if, if there's a bunch of cereal left and I've got to go back and um, re up with the milk, that's that's mm. fine by me. That's way better than um, than having milk left over. To me, having milk left over is the travesty yeah. that I'm trying to avoid. And um, again, I've learned a lot. You know, I've poured <laughs> I've poured milk many <laughs> times into the bowl. This has been a lifelong experiment. It's a price. Is, your price is writing it. It's yeah. trying to get close without going over. So Precisely. Sometimes you're like, you know, one dollar, <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> like it's, you still might win. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I would say I do everything in my capacity to avoid, um, to avoid having leftover milk. And if I've if I've made some sort of gross error in judgment, and there's milk just t- way too much milk in the bowl. Like, I don't know. I don't know why maybe I looked away or, or something bumped my hand <laughs> and, um, or, or there was, you know, more milk in the carton than I thought or whatever. Um, then I'll just pile on the cereal. Then I'm like, yeah. we have to even out this ratio. I know the bowl is almost full already, but I'll pile on as much as I can to even out that distribution. You know, you bring up a very good point this you know you can't ever go back and i think about even though that i i said that i finish my bowls of cereal and there's no milk left i do find that sometimes as i'm nearing the end i'm like oh i need to start like i can't just have a spoonful of cheerios like on like i can't just scoop in naturally i need to be sure that it's like oh if i'm I need to keep to like a two Cheerio mean, uh, minimum per spoon because my milk ratio to cereal is vastly larger. So if I were to just scoop up all the Cheerios, there would be leftover milk. So now I'm eating spoonfuls, well, spoonfuls of milk with little bits of, yeah. <laughs> of cereal in it just so that I will get that perfect finish. So, but when I think about that, that just indicates that I've had too much milk to begin with. Yeah. So I think I'm now leaning more towards, um, I think seeing the milk might actually be too much. And like, 
so I guess the thing is try to, I guess you just kind of have to pour the milk and like stop pouring before you see it. Like, like, like there's no more visual. Yeah. It's kind of, you, you have to know this type of cereal. You have to know the bowl. You have to know how the milk is going to be sitting in the bottom. And yeah. I, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with stopping right before you see yeah. it. And um, it's good to know your bowls. We all know our own bowls. So <laughs> know your bowl. Yeah. Um, so some very brief internet research. Um, okay. <laughs> so li- literally Googling how much milk in cereal will bring up numerous forums and threads. Mm. Um, and the first response, like the, you know how Google will like feature the answer and it's like it's not always correct it's just yeah. some person it's an answer yeah it might not be your answer that you're looking yeah at. exactly um because people are just very bizarre yeah and it's so it's like the answer is just about the right amount of milk okay thanks um that, that's all, it <laughs> all, all of the flakes are touched by the milk but they are not fully submerged in it to put it in numbers, 55% cereal and 45% milk should be about right. Or try to have 80 to 90% of your cereal submerged in milk. What do you think? That's from Quora.com, which I think it's just a, a public forum where people can answer huh. questions. Well, that's interesting because both of those, that or is completely different. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's those like numbers you are, either, are, you could either fill it up to like the the 45% level or you could just submerge all your cereal milk (laughs) yeah unless they mean like are you drenching this are you pour uh, what do you say when you're pouring the milk are you like moving it around like you're like you're trying to wet soil so we didn't get into that do it how do you pour no I pour just straight I'll do a mix I'll do I'll do the mix I, I don't I don't wet it like you I'm not what? I'm not I, showering it with a watering can. <laughs> I think I might be a wet it guy. I oh, think okay. I might be. I I don't think there's anything wrong with either. But okay. I, I just to understand that uh but that's interesting because I don't know, maybe maybe that's the best approach to get Is it you, all. Yeah, I guess you like you said, you stir it or you wet it. It kind of yeah. has the same impact. Well, they did say submerged in that article in that thing so that's yeah. not what they meant but they brought us this new element which 80 to 90 percent submerged yeah. that feels like too much yeah that feels like too much yeah 55 percent cereal and 45 percent milk so yeah um i think we'll throw this person's response out the window yeah. um there's a i found a reddit thread from six years ago and um the responses are just kind of all across the board. So enough to make the cereal float. So that's something we talked about. Yeah. Um, oh, and the, someone responded to that. Just enough so that the cereal mass breaks connection with the bottom of the bowl. There you go. That's kind oh, of what I was thinking. Okay. That's what I was talking about. Like it, it, the, they lose their grip on yes. the bowl and, and you get that little bob. The, I think the, there's something to do with that. The I time think of the bob. And the the rice crispy like if it's rice krispies they 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 rise as a unit their level yeah. the water the the cereal level goes up and and especially with rice krispies 
like once you see those bob like you're you probably have a less milk than you expect but with rice krispies they tend to like really like soak up the milk they're it's kind of like sand like yeah it, it kind of forms a paste so if you're you, not you, quick, yeah exactly yeah. If you're not quick with your um, rice krispies, it turns into rice soggies, a glue covered (laughs) rice soggies, some sort of fine glue paste. Um, I I fill it up until the cereal is all over my kitchen table and floor. Okay, yeah, Um, (laughs) just enough to see it. There's, you know, something we can do as well. Um, okay, well, this person got down to the science, but it's kind of tripping me out. Uh, r- roughly <laughs> what? Roughly one cup or eight fluid ounces, two hundred and thirty-six milliliters. Okay, just like the writing on the box tells you. Yeah, I guess there is instructions on the box. Please <laughs> <laughs> go there. And so that Who was reads someone, those though. Someone responded. Yeah, someone responded. That was a response saying just like the yeah. writing on the box. And the original person said, "No, I just know how much I like, and it happens to coincide with what's on the box." <laughs> uh, just yeah. until I can see it around the edge of the pile of cereal in the bowl. Hmm. Um. Fill up the bowl with cereal, then pour the milk until either the cereal floats to near overflowing or until the milk gets close to the bowl rim for non-floaty cereals. Hmm. Hmm. So, you know, I think I think our the big cue, the big visual cue is when the cereal loses friction and bobs up in the milk. Um with rice krispies that might occur earlier but you don't need as much milk with rice krispies whereas like a thicker heavier cereal i feel like you requires a a tad more milk so it'll it'll bob up a, a bit later yeah um this one response i really like 25 to 40 percent of a standard sized bowl too much milk will make the cereal get soggy faster yeah so that's kind of so what I we're think, talking about the conservative yeah. way of you could always toss in a bit more yeah so i think i'm i think we're we're leaning more towards this idea of if you can start to see the milk like you're you're kind of pushing it now yes so like that that perfect period where the milk level is rising and just before you're about to see it almost like when you're adjusting the brightness of your screen <laughs> like when you're playing a game and it's like it's like play with the levels until you could barely see this symbol <laughs> and yeah. then you're like okay I'm a plus plus minus and then you're like can no! I see it or is it just burned to my brain and I'm just <laughs> imagining it there and then you're like no 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 I can see it that's that's the level of milk <laughs> <laughs> careful careful um i'm gonna throw a curveball at you and you might think i'm a horrible person but um every now and then don't use water (laughs) i hope you're not no every now and then when we don't have milk (laughs) no um every now and then if if this if we've got cereal downstairs in our pantry and I'm, it's usually like a late night where I'll be downstairs, like playing video games or whatever. And I, I'm up on the, I'm in the kitchen and I want cereal 
but the cereal is downstairs and the milk is in the kitchen. Sometimes this sounds sacrilegious, but I will pour the milk first. I will. Oh, I was ready for that. (laughs) (laughs) I will pour myself roughly a, maybe a third bowl of milk. What like one third of the bowl. I will pour a bowl of milk with a spoon. I will walk downstairs <laughs> because that's where the cereal is. And that's my la- laziness level. And I will pour the cereal because the cereal that that's just a rare occurrence because the cereal just hasn't come upstairs to be on our main floor pantry yet. So it, it, it's not, um, it's not a preferred scenario. So the cereal will no. come, will come upstairs with me after that. Um, but the box. it's not that's yeah. not that's not the deal here. You could very easily just go and pour the cereal first. <laughs> I could, but uh yeah, <sighs> I wasn't so, ready for that. Pouring the milk first. It sounds disgusting. I know it sounds uh, I guess I guess you know you, you even started by saying you'll hate me for bringing this up. And it's it's almost like you acknowledge you're doing something wrong. Like I know, I, your, I know, I need help. Yeah, your your laziness at that time is more valuable than your ability to gauge milk levels in cereal. Yes. So it's almost like you're not bringing it up as in like a. I think this should be on the table for consideration. I think you're saying sometimes I break the rule. <laughs> that, am I am I correct in thinking yeah. that? Like, yeah, okay. this is I you helped me create a safe space here. So I felt yeah. comfortable to admit uh my flaw. The and, authorities uh, have been alerted. Don't try running. <laughs> so, crackle and pop. <laughs> So yeah, that's uh, that's sometimes when I bend the rule. And that being said, it does allow me to, um, whatever milk I've poured, I kind of know how much cereal needs to go in there. And um, mm. those are the times when I'll be a little bit more forgiving with myself. If the ratio doesn't end up perfect, I'll just pour a bit more cereal. Um, mm. Again, that leads to potential fullness, but uh, that's that's kind of I've dug my own grave, and I need to yeah. I need to be buried in it. The, in um, cereal, yeah. the The thing that's interesting about that situation is that pouring cereal on top of milk doesn't provide you any sort of cue at all. Yes, like, it, it's because of, and that's why I feel like that that bob that that floating that initial float that the cereal gives you i think is the thing that you yeah. base it on um there's no cue at all it's kind of yeah. like the the rice that, krispies will just pour right on top like it's yeah it's like that old thing about the uh um the professor being like put the marbles in the glass first uh, <laughs> and then you pour the sand like those are your your life commitments yeah. or whatever like if yeah. the sand is in fir- if the sand is in first no marbles are getting in yeah uh, but yeah the cereal the cereal gets into the bowl and is like i don't have anywhere to go i have to float i have to bob i must bob i don't have any room for commitments <laughs> <laughs> the professor was right <laughs> You're just weeping. You're weeping in the basement, and Corey's like, "Taylor, are you okay?" You're like, "I'm sorry, professor." <laughs> She's like, "Who are you talking to?" 
Oh, <laughs> go to bed. I'm not a professor. Uh, go to bed. <laughs> it's too late to eat cereal. Um, so do you think we've landed on? Um, yeah. So our, I guess our foundational points are if you've gotten to the time of the Bob, like you definitely need to stop and it's okay to stop even before then. Yeah. And seeing the milk, um, do, do seeing the milk and the time of the Bob, do those kind of go hand in hand? Um, I feel like the Bob is the first indication. Like, I think you almost need to wait for that. Like, okay. cause I think cereal will do that. Like I, I can't yeah. think of a cereal that won't. Okay. So I feel like if you're not seeing a Bob, then you're, you must be very comfortable with a very small amount of milk in your cereal. Okay. But like, I think the Bob and then that visual cue of seeing, seeing the milk, I think that's like your window. It's like the Bob might be that actually like, to be honest, the Bob is like the first wind uh, indication that you should stop. I guess I, I I'm kind of like backtracking on what on my uh, train of thought there because I was first presenting the Bob as like that's the low level, but I'm like actually no. When you see the Bob, it's like you should probably stop. Yeah. But if you don't see a Bob and you start seeing milk, like then you should probably stop. <laughs> like, like it's like, it's like one of those two things. Like, so, okay. So, and I think the variable could be the type of cereal, like we kind of mentioned. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's probably a lot of other cereal types out there that we're not considering, but use your judgment to know yeah. whether it will be the Bob or the visual first. And yeah. whichever one, is triggered then you gotta stop yeah like i feel like something like shreddies like i feel like the milk just like soaks into them like yeah they're sponges totally yeah so it's like yeah just don't wait for a bob there and probably just try and not see the milk like just yeah i think it, I, and then um what is know your bull know your bull that, yeah. that was one of the things <laughs> is that uh the rock know your bull <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny um yeah so i don't know anything more or and anything you want to say about the like the watering the watering with milk like the, the spreading around i think you just have to be careful because yeah the you're you're giving yourself um i guess less opportunity to see those visual the visual cues um because it all just kind of looks like milk is all over the bowl already and you might miss it. So I, I just think you have to be, you have to be a little more careful and there's nothing wrong with just pouring it in one spot and stirring it up after. Um, mm. If it's going to make you have, if it's going to allow you to have more accurate uh, milk levels, then uh, don't worry about the watering method. Hmm. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm, now that we've talked about all that, I'm just thinking about what the cereal cops would say when they arrest you. <laughs> Cause I feel like every cereal slogan would work. Oh yeah. I just couldn't get enough of your sugar. Chris. No, could you? <laughs> I poured the milk first. Seems like he was following his nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
silly rabbit. <laughs> no tricks are for kids. Milk first. That's for crazy people. Yeah. <laughs> Milk first. It's like that sickens me. One of the cops is like puking in the back. <laughs> he did what? Oh God. There's no place that could hold this hardened criminal. Yeah, it's exactly. It's like, yeah. You'll get used to this, son. <laughs> There's some sick, sick folk that we meet on, on the job. First year on the force, huh? All right. <laughs> you know, you think this is bad. Just last month, someone used water. Water. <laughs> no, no. I think I need yeah. to go home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Not everyone's cut out for it. But yeah. <laughs> Oh man. Okay, so yeah. I think we've successfully laid down the law, and um, would love to hear if anybody out there disagrees. I would love to hear from someone who's a milk freak and is like, "I gotta have, I gotta not even be able to see the cereal." I would love yeah. to hear from someone like that because cereal uh, is just a garnish for my milk. <laughs> <laughs> you just like sprinkle <laughs> some kicks on there. Yeah. Time for a bowl of milk. Ooh, perhaps that's a, <laughs> a topping today. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So let us know what you think. We would love to hear it. Um, good or bad. Uh, we would love to know if we're on the right yeah. track um, based on your cereal habits. You can find us on Facebook. We are at Taylor and Eric Rule the World. We are also on Instagram and TikTok at T-E-R-W-Pod. Uh, leave us a rating, review. Yeah, um, tell your friends. Subscribe. Um, and Apple obviously, podcasts. we love hearing back from you. Yeah, send us some feedback. Send us a message. Um, you know, we're on all those platforms. We're also on Twitter. I am at Mighty Ducks. And I am at Eric Kianfar. Thank you for joining us in our quest to rule the world. But they don't taste like apples. <laughs> they don't, yeah. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Every serial commercial. Dad. Apple Jacks. Taylor. Eric. Tara. Taylor and Eric. With the real. The world. The world. Why do we have the world?